This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and D. 15. And now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Lincoln Z. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. Hey, yeah, that's right, we're back. We're back from our festive break. Lincoln A to Z here to guide you around randomly selected grids from our fair city. I'm Alexander Armstrong, and over there is Richard Osman. No, not, not really. I'm Paul Tyler, and he's Johnny Hoare. Johnny, could you just say the phrase, very well done indeed for me? Very well done indeed. Oh, man, we're shoo-ins for that job, I tell you. Perfect. So if they don't turn up at work one day because they might have been kidnapped, and um, we just happen to be standing around the studio door waiting for that chance, you'll know what happened. Anyway, enough waffle. Johnny, which randomly selected grid are we dissecting in this episode? Hello, my name is Zoe Tyler. I've lived in Lincoln for five years. I think Lincoln's OK. Fine, <laughs> okay. Am I supposed to be able to read your writing? What does that say? B21? B21. Is that B21? I can't read your writing, Paul Tyler. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. B21. So we found out what grid we're in, uh, Johnny. We're going to find out what's actually inside uh, B21 right now. Uh, Johnny, tell me, do. Okay, B21 is it's right on the very fringes of Lincoln. It's actually South Highcombe. Um, as you, you're on Newark Road, heading out towards Newark, that roundabout you hit just before that. Uh, you've got uh, Thorpe Lane, you've got a little bit of Newark Road there, and of course you've got Pennells. Of course, Pennells. And uh, more of that later on. Now, if you know anything about our B21 grid, then get in contact with us. Uh, you can email us, Lincoln A to Z at sirenonline.co.uk. You can find us on the Facebook. And there's always Twitter. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. And all the details of this grid and the other 51 grids are on our fabulous website. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk And if you go on that website, don't worry if we've already visited the grid or we've uh, already had a radio broadcast and you can see the podcast. Uh, Have a listen, but keep the information coming. Uh, Nothing's ever ever out of time. uh, We're setting down the history of what happened over these uh, these last couple of years. Uh, Okay, now it's time to visit our B21 grid. And if you've never heard the programme before, this is the point where Johnny and I walk around each grid, observing, uh, describing, uh, generally giving ill-informed opinions. And uh, this grid walk started at the bottom of Thorpe Lane, and it's no different. B21. Uh, and we're in South Highcombe. Uh, no, it's South Highcombe, not North Highcombe. Uh, we'd, never, we'd never go to North Highcombe. A huge part of our grid is Thorpe Lane. Thorpe Lane basically runs slap bang through the middle of our B21 grid. And just, uh, just before we, uh, we click the mic on, already the word ostentatious has come out of our producer's mouth <laughs> uh, as you look uh, at that house back there Johnny um, ostentatious uh, I'm assuming by you saying something's ostentatious that that you don't like it you think it's people are building a house above their station it, it was a show-offy kind of house you know it was very much look at me kind of house uh, and then they had a basketball uh, hoop 
in their front garden as well you know just to show that really they're they're down with the kids they're street really really they're, they're still from the hood well a counter argument and of course the the logical counter argument to that is uh they've just got kids who like playing basketball trying to get a good aim so when they work in an office uh they can throw paper into a bin from a mile away uh then uh, then all's good with the world isn't it oh, i reckon uh, i reckon it must be a lottery winner only a lottery winner would have that little taste I thought Blaine itself reasonably unredeeming. Uh, plenty of sort of static houses, things like that down here. Uh, private residential areas, places we can't really we can't really go down. But it is that mixture between actually ostentatious houses, such as uh, such as you've mentioned there, Johnny. Big houses, large bungalows and driveways, and uh, yeah, generally quite nice places. And that mixture of sort of um, static homes, you know which for me seems to be very much at the opposite end of each spectrum. Um, and plenty and plenty of bungalows down here. Now, I never came out to it, uh, but a friend of mine uh, once rented a bungalow down here. And uh, he's, 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 not the, he's not the kind of person you would associate this with normally, but he would swear down that it was haunted. He'd, he'd seen things out the corner of his eye and seen things going through, and he's not the first person to have done that in that property apparently so there's something in there now Johnny both you and I are big fans of Richard Herring's uh, Leicester Square Theatre podcast or as the, all the cool kids call it Rahelestapur Rahelestapur so uh, one of his questions one of his emergency questions that he always asks somebody and as we're walking down Thorpe Lane I think we need an emergency question is have you ever seen a ghost? well obviously not they don't exist <laughs> uh, the rational mind of, uh, of Jonathan Hall you see I've never seen a ghost but unlike you and this is where your you know the your atheism and your certainty about this kind of magical thinking uh, is you know if, if you can't solve it with mathematics i'm assuming that you don't think it, it's there whereas i have a much more magical and mystical uh thinking about me however i, I recently thought that if there if, if, if you die and you become a ghost right if that were to happen i know you're shaking your head now if that were if that were to happen they'd be everywhere wouldn't they you know the amount of people there have been you wouldn't be able to move for them and who gets selected to be a ghost and who doesn't? Uh, do you have to, you know, achieve certain things <laughs> throughout life to be a ghost? It's, it's endless. But I've not seen one. But my sitting on the fence and not being able to make a decision about anything uh, is uh, is rearing its head again. But, hey, I don't mind. My mind is open. If you were a ghost and you wanted to make contact with the world, why on earth would you choose Derek Cora as your <laughs> conduit? Or, indeed, a bungalow on Thorpe Lane in South Highcombe uh, with, uh, with with all best intents and purposes uh, my mate <laughs> my mate who works in a factory well if uh, if anyone ever wants to know how long Thorpe Lane is it's pretty uh, pretty safe to say it's, it's quite long <laughs> and relatively relatively we've done this basically so you don't have to okay you know this, this, is, this is what's happened here have you ever driven down down Newark Road, South Highcombe, and thought, I wonder what's down there. Carry on, keep going. So finally, we reached the edge of Thorpe Lane. There were times when I think we both thought we weren't going to make it. Um, and now we have made it, we're on Newark Road. Life hasn't got any better. Uh, it's, a, it's a grubby, grimy, area to be in really just all the the dirt from the road coming off onto the footpath it just 
looks dirty. Uh, and it was, but hey, uh, there, there are those amongst us, uh, and I know you've commented on this in the past, Johnny. I'm not quoting you verbatim, but you would uh, you would say, what else would you expect on a road that leads to Newark, wouldn't you? You would say that, wouldn't you, Johnny? Yeah, I would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm never going to Newark again. No, no. I, I, I you know, fear for my safety. Yeah, you know, I don't actually think you're welcome there, and you'll no, probably, you'll, no. we'll find out about more mm, about that yeah. in, uh, in part two uh, of our visit coming up uh, very shortly indeed. Uh, just recapping over a couple of things that we, uh, that we found while mm. we were down there. Great use of the word ostentatious, Johnny. I think we both, we both like that, didn't we? Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm going to try and use it more in conversation. <laughs> well done. Back it up. And uh, also your ghost dismissal. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. that was straight away offhand. No, I mean you know how I sit on the fence on everything. And there was a great quote this week from uh, the editor of Mojo magazine, um, and he, he said he always sitting on the fence. He's got splinters on his backside, and I, I, I quite like that phrase. I'm going to use mm. that, uh, but I'm not going to quote him every time. Some sooner or later, people will think I've actually thought of that. And um, I do sit on the fence, and I've got this open mind. Um, which you uh, appear not to have very, very, very closed and shut. Well, it's, it's it's just obvious, you know. You might as well say that you know Jeremy Clarkson's a real person. We all <laughs> we all know he's a fictional character. Nobody could possibly hold those kind of views. And it's always it's always freaks and weirdos who are seeing ghosts, isn't it? You know, it's, Richard Dawkins ain't seen any ghosts, has he? You know, you're the producer of this program. You're supposed to keep me in line. And I've got to. I've got to. It's, we we always have this opposite role, don't we? Now I'm, mm. I'm going to tell you off off. Mike, we're gonna we're gonna play a song very soon. Uh, I'm gonna berate you, and uh, okay. you may well have to come back on air with an apology. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, Offcom, Offcom, listen. You see, the problem is now, Johnny. Now we are East Midlands, uh, East Midlands radio station of the year. Mm. More people are listening. You're gonna offend more people. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna to have to be careful with that, aren't I? Lincoln A to Z. Now, adding some substance to this ridiculous concept of poking around in other people's business is our very good friend Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archives. Here's what she found about the history of our B21 grid. The nursery that you can see on the bottom left of this grid square relates, of course, to Pennell's Garden Centre, a familiar site on the road out of North Highcombe for many years. Just as North Highcombe has expanded over the decades, so has this garden centre grown to meet the horticultural and leisure needs of the local and wider community. Pennell's is a family business which was founded over 200 years ago by Richard Pennell, born in Stowe, 1735, and is still run by his descendants to this day. You can get an idea of the heritage behind this long-standing family company when you look through the Pennell family deposit we hold at the Lincolnshire Archives. There are family records, early seed catalogues, cuttings books, journals and photographs. They give a fascinating insight into the growth of this company, with documents dating from the early 19th century. Charles Pennell, who was the great-grandson of the founder Richard Pennell, took over the family business from his father, another Richard, although this was only going to happen on the understanding that his father retired first. Apparently, the times Charles worked for his father after finishing school saw them frequently at loggerheads, although in hindsight these clashes were probably fortuitous for the business, as it meant Charles went off abroad to study horticulture. As a result, when it was his time to take over the reins, he had all sorts of new continental ideas to bring to the table. The company has always grown a wide variety of plants and trees. They were especially well known for their varieties of clematis but it was Charles who expanded the seed industry with the emphasis on agricultural supplies such as roots and clover for the farming community. He was also apparently one of the first growers to promote tomato plants in England. Pennells had their first nurseries on what were then the fringes of the Victorian city near Gout's Bridge before Lincoln had begun to expand with its streets of terrace houses. Other nurseries were subsequently created, such as the one in Bracebridge on the site of the gasworks and also on Waddington Lowfields. Business went from strength to strength, a house was built by the nursery site near Gout's Bridge, 
although the encroaching city eventually led to its demolition with the construction of, what else, Pennell Street. Listen to what Mansfield Pennell, wife of Charles Pennell, has to say about the expansion of Lincoln and its impact on the Pennell family home in a book of reminiscences she wrote as an old lady in the early years of the 20th century. Lincoln was on the eve of an awakening. A sound of unrest was in the air. Old things were passing away and new things to be faced. Something seemed to be coming. It might be that a huge octopus had stretched out a long tentacle and touched the sleepy old city and awakened it. What was it? Enterprise? Fourth civilization? Call it what you like, it was the irresistible onward, onward, onward. And Lincoln must move on. Nothing can stand still. The relentless policeman Time had found her, and Lincoln was ready. She woke from her long rest, and a railway came. Fields were levelled, houses pulled down, all must give way before the giants of steam and steel. Embankments rose, trees fell, Lincoln shook with the commotion. Men and materials, all in motion. Streets opened up to the right of you, and streets to the left of you. She goes on to talk about the demolition of the Pennell home on Gout's Bridge in 1907. The property was valuable, and encroachments all around were not pleasant, and it was agreed that this beautiful place, with its lovely trees and walks, should be sold, as just then building land was much needed, and I would soon be choked by small tenements all round. And now, as I write five years after leaving it, not a vestige of the place can be seen. A street called Pennell Street goes through what was once my own room. What a mushroom growth! And, on that appropriately horticultural metaphor, that's it for this week's Grid Square about the blossoming of one of Lincoln's longest-running family businesses. Oh, that's two horticultural metaphors. I'll stop now. <laughs> and you did there. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, as always. And uh, Pennell Street, of course, Pennell Street. Now you think about it, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? But, you know, we'd have driven past there hundreds of... Where well, you stop at the uh, the offie and the uh, the fried chicken place there, don't you? But, of course, Pennell Street, that's why it's called that. Fantastic. Thank you very much uh, to Joe Hughes from Leachier Archives, as always. Uh, and she'll be back next week. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Find us on Twitter at Lincoln A to Z. And it's time for our second grid visit now. The grid we're exploring this week is B21, South Highcombe. Not North Highcombe, that's right, South Highcombe. Now, just before you get to the bypass, it's uh, the second part of this particular walk around the grid, and we, we take some salvation from the relentless traffic on Newark Road. So we're in a place now that I, I'm going to pretty much guarantee that you have never been. Um, you drive past here however many miles an hour whatever the legal speed limit is I'm sure and just off Newark Road we've gone into a public footpath this is just before you get to Pennells it's kind of opposite the uh, the Vauxhall dealership the car dealership uh, it's a very very small public footpath uh, which has got uh, a bit of litter and stuff strewn in it a broken pram wheel that kind of thing uh, but it leads around the side and the back of this gated community. There are about three gated communities uh, inside our grid, all with uh, fancy names that I can't remember right now. Um, and that word, ostentatious, Johnny, it comes back to, uh, to bite us on the backside again, doesn't it? Because there are some very, very ostentatious-looking buildings here. There really are, yeah. I don't like gated communities. I think we've, we've mentioned this before. But um, it just seems kind of excluding kind of well literally excluding sticking two fingers up the rest of the world you you all keep out we don't want your sort around here that kind of attitude which you know as you know i'm not keen on yeah, yeah i understand why you're not keen on that and my 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 gripe is probably not that i'd quite like that i quite like to keep the rest of the world out but it forces you i think uh to get to know your neighbors because in this uh in, in this one we're looking at here there's probably about i mean they're huge huge houses 
uh, five or six. It's very hard to tell because we're, do you know what? We're so low down looking up at these houses now, aren't we? Look, look at the level we're on. It's almost a body's level before you even get to the ground of where these houses start. They really are looking down upon us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done. Um, there's a metaphor there somewhere, and we, you know, a sharper man would get it. As you say, there is a lot of rubbish down here uh, on this public footpath. There's an entire, like a blank bin bag full of rubbish here, and I, I don't know who's leaving this here. I hope it's not the, uh, the residents of any of these gated communities just tossing them over their back wall. I'm sure it's not. Um, but actually, this seems to have paperwork in it. I'm tempted to have a look and see if I can find out who this belongs to, and then report them. I, I know you are. Uh, I'm going to carry on walking. Uh, because I'm not a busy body. He is, he's doing it, he's looking. <laughs> he's Johnny Hoare, Johnny Lee Hoare, Radio Academy nominated producer, is in South Highcombe, in Lincoln, looking through, pilfering through uh, someone's, someone's rubbish. Uh, it's a new low. One thing I have found in here is a copy of the Newark Advertiser. So this is clearly somebody from over the border in Newark coming over here and dumping their rubbish so you know you'd expect nothing less really would you <laughs> oh, uh, those are the words of johnny hoare they by no way represent the uh, the thoughts and attitudes of lincoln a to z uh, or siren fm or lincoln university uh, thank you very much as a, a public footpath, uh, probably the reason you have never <laughs> never gone down here is because it doesn't really appear to lead anywhere it looks like a dead end we're almost going to end up in the back of someone's house uh, and it's a bit, it's a bit weird to be honest, isn't it? And the uh, <laughs> <laughs> ever, the, as our producer has just pointed out, the metaphor of the gated community uh, continues as as we see. Well, this isn't a sewer. I mean, I'm pretty confident that this is a top water drain. But it really does look like at this height. And I'm trying to get across the idea of height because we are quite low down against the huge fences and massive houses uh, from inside the gated community uh, and there's a just a drain popping out so it looks like to all intents and purposes their uh, excrement and waste uh, is being flushed out on us to the general public and we're in the back of of pennels and we always knew that we were going to end this this grid walk at pennels uh, and i'm about to sing to you uh, please accept my apologies pennels panels we help make your ideas grow that just by me knowing that and you'll know that as well don't think you won't know that you'll know that uh, just by that being existing that, that, that's commercial radio at its best because they've got their message across haven't they uh, as well as many many adverts for windows doors and conservatories um that that panels one they really you know that's really drummed into my my conscience forever and so right now to the end of this public footpath which you'll never come down and i'm not going to urge you to either it, it wasn't the most enlightening experience so consider it a service consider it a service that the team of lincoln a to z have walked down there we've been we've been defecated on from people in gated communities uh, we've gone through their rubbish uh, you'll never you're never gonna have to lower yourself to do that kind of thing just keep on going past but what it has it's brought us out now into the back of panels uh, which it feels a bit sneaky this doesn't it yeah, are we really meant to be here? This is like backstage at, at Pennells, isn't it? This isn't... <laughs> <laughs> Someone's come out, have you, have you got your backstage pass? Uh, yeah, you can tell it's behind the scenes because we're looking round at a, a load of trays of the front of Pennells. Looks brilliant, doesn't it? All lovely, nice there. They're, although they have only got space for two, two cycles to park. Uh, 
and panels will be getting an email from that from the programme's producer. Um, but around here there's kind of broken off bits of garden cane, broken plants, that kind of thing. You really do, it's kind of shattering the illusion. And now, just on the side of, of panels, I'm not so sure it's associated with it, that maybe they're just on their land, uh, is a hot tub uh, sales place. Hot tub, I've always oh, yeah, secretly quite fancied a hot tub. Um, and, and actually, just around the back where we are of panels now, there's kind of one hot tub on its side, uh, another one just full of dirty, dirty water. This, this is, we're not supposed to see this. This, this, this. this is real proper undercover reporting. This is what they didn't want you to see. I don't do, do know why it's not worth seeing. However, Johnny, what do you think about a hot tub? I don't know. I've been in a hot tub a couple of times in my life. Um, in, in circumstances I won't describe, but <laughs> no, there was nothing untoward. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the problem, you see, because I, I wouldn't ever have one because I can't help but associate them, you know, with well-tanned middle-aged couples, you know, with names like Roger and Beverly, who, you know, Roger works for a double glazing company and Beverly's a, a lady who lunches probably here at Pennells. And, you know, at weekends they indulge in a bit of light swinging. And, you know, Beverly loves it, Roger dies a little every time. But um, that's why I could never, that's why I could never have a hot tub because of those connotations. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come round, we're, uh, we're going to have, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do dinner. Uh, and then afterwards, we can go and drink some wine in the in the hot tub. Uh, oh, but I didn't bring my swimmers. Uh, that, that kind of that kind of thing. But even then, even if you have uh, your your perhaps bathing suit on, it's still you, you, it's just an invitation to be looking at each other's oh, private parts. And it's it just yeah. It, I live on a road where people do have a hot tub, and uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm envious. I like to sit in it on my own. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, I'd, I'd like to have a hot tub instead of a bath. Maybe that'd be okay. Uh, but it's the it's, it's that out on the right. So here we go. I, I think this is the official Lincoln A to Z line. Okay, right. I'm, we, we, we're united in this. I think if you have one in the garden, it's a bit pervy. If you have one in your bathroom, uh, where you can do anything you like in your own bathroom, it's okay. Is that is that what we're saying? Yeah, as long as you don't invite your neighbours around into your bathroom to take part in it, that's that's pushing it too far. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, right. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll ratify that. Okay. <laughs> That's right. We can uh, we can dance and party all night and drink some cherry wine. Johnny, you you drink well most fluids. Don't yeah. you? <laughs> Have you ever had cherry wine? I haven't. It sounds Just awful. Jermaine Stewart, there. Yeah. I mean, I think. Do you know what? We, we were reasonably young kids. I would say children when that was uh, mm, yeah. when that was about. Even then, I thought, well, cherry wine, <laughs> really. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. So I, you know, I think we 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 pulled the best out of that one, didn't we? Really, Johnny. I think you know, it's uh, it, it, <laughs> looking back on it now. I, I, when we walked away from that, uh, that I, I think we both felt a bit puzzled, and perhaps you know, we we might not have made the best of a, a, a grid. But I, I, actually, listening back to it now, I think we did. I think <laughs> we 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 really uh, we, we did some undercover reporting there. Uh, you going rummaging and pilfering. Uh, I mean, there's a career in uh, in uh, in tabloid journalism for you. Yeah, but you know, if if you see some rubbish, I think it's your duty. You know, somebody's dumped something to try and find out. You know, all it needs for evil to triumph is good men to do nothing. <laughs> so you know, well, there you go. Well, well done, well done. But mm. you know, I mean, what what did you do with that rubbish though? Did you uh, did you walk away from it and ignore it, or? Well, I I mean, I, I couldn't find a, <laughs> I couldn't find a name and address, so I I had to walk away. I didn't have my, my rubber gloves with me, with me either. So no, yeah, no this yeah. is true. We you know we've got health and safety policy here at Siren mm. FM, I'm sure, and uh, uh, picking up. Uh, Discarded rubbish bags is not uh, is not is not part of it. I am sure, um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, a new nickname uh, for you, Johnny, Hot Tub Johnny. 
I think is uh, yeah. yeah yeah I do yeah yeah I think you can catch on you could you should certainly open a, tw- a Twitter account anyway Hot Tub Johnny Hot Tub yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hot I like the sound of that yeah it sounds cool yeah. <laughs> it does Lincoln A to Z a question of Lincoln. Uh, a question of Lincoln and uh, straight into it uh, this week uh, Johnny do you want to go first? yes I'll turn my mic up first yeah I'll go first shall I? Um, right according to a recent survey when I say a recent survey I mean one of these silly press release things that's designed <laughs> to promote a company uh, I'm, but I'm, I'm not going to mention the name of the company so I win <laughs> but according to this survey say so you <laughs> according to this survey Lincoln people were named as the least practical in the UK. With just 40% able to change a tyre and only 34% able to speak a foreign language. Now, according to that survey, what percentage of Lincolnites are unable to unblock a toilet? (laughs) Is it A, 25%, B, 31%, or C, 42%? Your 10 seconds starts... It's quite narrow, isn't it? It's quite narrow. I mean, the ones you've made up there, they're not really... Uh, far apart and I, now I'm waffling on about it trying to make radio I can't <laughs> remember what you said so I'm going to go middle for diddle whichever one was B B yes that's pure <laughs> yeah, you're right 31% what, did you, mean, you were about to say that's pure guesswork of course it's pure guesswork I don't know those facts do I <laughs> well it was emailed out to everyone who, who works at Siren so you, you may have seen it uh, I was giving yes. you a good fighting chance there yeah I may uh, I may not have seen that email right okay <laughs> uh, now then uh, I'm going to uh, to our grid. The biggest site in our, our B21 grid okay. uh, is a place we've already mentioned. And, uh, you know, if we ever go back there, oh, I don't know, maybe they should uh, give us a bit of carrot cake or something. Pennell's Garden Centre, who, uh, according to the ads, they can make your ideas grow. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good bit of singing by me earlier, wasn't it? That was lovely. It was, yeah. I'm going, the, I, I, I'm going to go on The Voice next year. I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'd rather pick, I'd, I'd pick Ricky Wilson over Kylie. Anyway, I digress. Uh, and according to their website, uh, Pennells is one of the oldest garden companies in the country and probably the oldest still in the same family ownership. Founded by Richard Pennell in, was it A, 1780, B, 1850. You'll notice I've made these quite wide for you. Hmm. And C, 1880. Uh, was this in Joe's history earlier? Did she say uh, that? Do, do you know what? Actually, I wrote this question before we played the history. Panicked a little because of, it was very touching close to it in the history. Uh, but you weren't paying attention, so we're okay. Right, okay. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for your technique. I'm going to go for B. You went middle for diddle? Yes, middle no, for no, diddle. No, you were wrong. It was A, 1780. <laughs> okay. It's uh, run by another Richard Pennell now, uh, uh, which is the seventh generation of uh, family members it's been. Wow. I know, it's, a, it's incredible. Really good, real, real good success stories. Yeah, yeah. All the garden centres are available, uh, but you knew that anyway. I, I didn't want to uh, you know, disrupt your intelligence uh, by saying that. Lincoln, A to Z, B, 21. Now, following a, a Facebook request for anyone that knows about our B21 grid, I received a message saying that his father-in-law, uh, Robert Doughty, knew everything there was to know about it. Now, I met Robert on the junction of Newark Road and Boundary Lane, where he told me about his idyllic childhood. You know, sort of happy days, really. I, I mean, it's all changed now. It's all flat. But um, at the top there, 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 were, um, there was our cottage, which was next to Newark Road, and attached to it, or it was attached to, the farmhouse. And the farmhouse would come down, then down to Vicky and Blossom Stable. 
these were the farm horses and uh, that they uh, they told me on Christmas Eve at midnight the horses used to kneel down and say the Lord's Prayer and I believed it for years <laughs> <do you know? laughs> so, miss a miss dove owned the farm and she lived in st. Catharines in Lincoln All right. uh, and she would come out daily to collect the eggs and uh, there were there were some hen huts but most of the eggs were collected from the from the bottom of the, the hedge, uh, the binder shed. Well, I remember the binder shed being across there, and it was this this uh, straw bale shed. And uh, you were going there, and the old hens would scratch a hole in it and make a nest, and then you'd keep tabs on where their nest was, so that it um, you'd go there the next day, and they would still have a laid again in that one. And then further up, there was a crew yard, and uh, that wall was the gathering point for the German prisoners of war who were at Morton Hall and they would come in a long line of bike sort of all the way along the Newark Road from Morton Hall and they would separate there half of them would come down here towards Auburn and Haddington and then the other half would carry on to I know not where but but towards Lincoln yeah. and then they would do a day's ditching general farm work, that sort of thing, because Kenny and I would go down and see them down the bottom there. And they used to make us little toys, little wooden carved uh, boats, or I, I can't remember what else, but, you know, things that they, they sort of seemed to pass their time doing. They were nice enough chaps, and they were there for quite some time, because that was 1947, 48. So they must have been there until probably 1950, for a, although I, I can't swear to that, but it, but it seemed like it anyway. Yeah, it was... Uh, quite eventful. I, I never remember Dad having have any problems with it. Dad had been in the airborne uh, in, in the war and he, he never seemed to have any problems with them. He used to call there and they would be quite chatty and it would be quite a jolly time. Then all of a sudden it was silence. They'd gone and they'd all met up again and they were on their way back to Morton Hall. So, um, yeah, it was uh, they were good days. Opposite side of the road from here um, was just a field uh, 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 Mr. and Mrs. Dove lived in where that dark building is now. They were all, we haven't had a look up there yet, but they were all wooden bungalows along the front there. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's an area where we, uh, we've already uh, had a look, and it's, it's, it's a gated community, that, that sort of area, private residences is, is, is sort of a, yeah, yeah, it's sort of is a, really? yeah, yeah, it's all sort of, the, there are two or three sort of gated private estates there. Yeah. Um, well, that, well, over there, it used to be, wetland it's all been wetland along here rather than you see that standing in water now and and over there you used to get cuckoo flowers first thing in the year or may time in the year you get the cuckoo flowers and you'd have in there uh, curlews i remember the cry of curlews and snipe snipe of course has a very sort of uh, uh, what um, a, a flight that's not straight it's up and down and side to side it made it very difficult to shoot them well, not that anyone I never saw anybody trying to shoot a snipe but anyway that that's, used to be over there and it was quite rich in wildlife in those days because you used to have where Pennells is was Black Horse Farm Black Horse Farm was almost built on a, on a little hillock and uh, it had, if memory serves me right, a ridged roof and then ridged extensions each side, which wouldn't be extensions, they would be original building. When we first moved here, a chap called Jack Wright 
Um, I don't know whether he was a widower. I never knew a Mrs. Wright anyway, but I, 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 I met Jack, Jack Wright, and, and we, Kenny and I were, were out in Danker's Wood over there, and uh, Danker's Wood used to have in it, um, it used to be covered, the whole floor would be covered with an orchid, which is a, it was a purple flower with black spots in it. And it, it's a, a fairly common flower it was at the time. I don't suppose it's in there now, but it, it would be nice to have a look sometime. And, and uh, we would go in there, and it was so dense in that wood with seedlings that had dropped and, and grown, we would be crawling through it, and old Jack Wright nearly shot us one day. He thought we were foxes. I know the hell he mistook us for foxes, but he did. And he, he, he oh, I nearly shot you, young lad. Get off home, you know, so... So Kenny and I had to run home. We would only be, <laughs> we'd only be seven or eight, something like that. Then we, where Pennell's car park and so on is there, it, it used to be another lot of wetland um, because we used to have it all reeds on it. Uh, it was beyond our football and cricket pitch. And then uh, we would have slides in there uh, in, in the winter when the, the ice used to come, as it did invariably in those days. Yeah. You would get uh, an area without reeds in that you could slide for about 20 feet and that used to, and I lost most of my front teeth actually on that side yeah I got, I got them well chipped anyway put it like that so this is this is really I, th- I think and I know there are many entrances to Lincoln um, but I suppose coming up from the south uh, after you've gone over the over the fields um, and you, you've not seen much uh, between Newark and here this is this is this this grid is the, is the gateway and, and what people first see when they come well to, to North Highcombe but to but to Lincoln. It would be, but it was open countryside really. This was, I mean, you, you had little single story as bungalows are, um, very modest wooden bungalows along this front here to Thorpe Lane End, and they had um, almost small holdings behind them. And then there was the, the garage and rows of houses. And um, it was a very busy road, the A46 here. And, of course, you were also on the flight path to RAF Swinderby. When we first came here, uh, I remember they were the wooden mosquitoes used to be based at Swinderby, followed by vampires, the jet, well, meteors and vampires. Meteor was the first two-engine jet. Uh, jet fighter and then uh, the vampire was that single engine with a twin boom at the back and they used to whistle when they came over but I mean they were coming over every 10 minutes of the day and uh, it it was um, fairly exciting especially you would get then the road traffic along here especially Cadwell days which were bank holiday Mondays Mm -hmm. and uh, you got a lot of accidents along here because dad was a nurse and I remember many of the time that Dad would be called out to somebody lying in the gutter along here off a motorbike more, normally. Didn't mean to say that was Cadwell Day, but that's what would be a problem. There would be somebody had knocked off his bike or there had been a car accident or something and Dad would be out like a shot and trying to put them back together again. Uh, oh, thanks to Robert there, and more from him in part two as we take a one-drop Thorpe Lane. Now, you'll have heard Robert talking with great fondness about his old mate Kenny, that's Kenny Hobson. Now, I know that Robert's very keen to get in contact again, so if you know a, a Kenny Hobson that grew up around the area, please get in contact with us, and we'll pass the details on. Lincoln, A to Z, dot co, dot UK. Now, it's our privilege to introduce Trevor Davis, entrepreneur, poet, and it's his spoken word skills that let us know his feelings 
about the B21 grid square. B21 panels. For some reason, people like to pop out to a garden centre on a Sunday afternoon. It stems back to the days when most shops were shut, there was only another repeated black and white western on TV, and there was absolutely nothing else to do. The physical act of going there, wandering around aimlessly, stopping off for a cuppa in the calf, and then getting back in the car to go home, would take up some time until Harry Seacombe came on for songs of praise and an early night beckoned. Those were boom years for Pennell's Garden Centre, I'm sure. It's still a destination today. Even though we now have hundreds of TV channels, there's still nothing on worth watching. Pennell's is something to do. People must buy stuff there as well as a cup of tea and a scone in the calf, otherwise they wouldn't still be open. Wandering around looking at the plants and using up Sunday time won't pay the staff wages. I did once consider buying a barbecue from them. I'd set my heart on a Weber, and Pennell's is one of the local stockists. Then, late last summer, I saw that they were selling off a top-of-the-range job for a massive discount. It was something like £1,800 down to 800 Lots of useful cupboards and features. It was still expensive, and in my mind I knew it wouldn't make sense to buy it, especially as the summer of 2013 was coming to a close. One of the issues was going to be the sheer size of the barbecue. Where would we keep it? We weren't going to spend that much money and leave it outside over the winter. I measured it and went home to see if it would fit in the brick workshop we have in the back garden. It fitted, but only just. There were three or four centimetres to spare. Also, we wouldn't be able to get anything else in the workshop. I casually mentioned this to Anne, and the project was kicked into touch, more for the money than the size. Who needs a plate warmer on a barbecue anyway? It won't stop me going back to Pennell's for the occasional cuppa on a Sunday. Today is Sunday, and it is chucking it down outside. I've already seen the black and white movie. Maybe it's time for another visit. And that line, who needs a plate warmer on a barbecue anyway, has had me chuckling uh, for the past week, certainly since we recorded that with Treff. Thanks very much, as always, to Treff. Uh, and if you want to find uh, more of his work, you can go to philosopherontap.com, and I would absolutely actively encourage you to do so. Lincoln, A to Z, B21. And we're going back now to our talk with Robert Doughty and his memories of our B21 grid. Uh, we rejoined Robert and I walking away from the hustle and bustle of Newark Road and on to Thorpe Lane. Thorpe Lane then, well, the buses used to come from Thorpe and Eagle up here, up Thorpe Lane. Okay, so this obviously now, these days, the, the, the well, as, the, as some people still call it, and we jokingly like to refer to it as the new road, even though it's been here quite a long time now, the bypass. But people around here, some people still do call it the new road, so uh, so we like to call it that. But obviously that, that blocks it off now. So obviously this, this road previously would have gone straight ahead, I assume. Yeah, it went uh, the way down and then you got into Thorpe. But you can't do that now because it comes to, uh, uh, well, it, it terminates at the bottom there, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. So there's a turning space and you come back. Now, a, f- a friend of mine rented a, a bungalow around here recently mm. and um, he, had, he, he moved out. Now, I don't, his circumstances changed, but I, I think I'm convinced he was going to move out anyway because he was convinced um, that it's haunted. And he's not the kind of chap who would think things like that you know I, I, I don't think he necessarily believes in ghosts however there was generally I think always something out the corner of his eye uh, you can't make any links to that from the past can you I know nothing no 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 I no exactly I mean you're a sane and rational you know thinking human being aren't you yeah yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to live anywhere near him if he sees things like that all the time and I think it might be more down to him than it is to Thorpe Lane you know I think it might be but also where you say he doesn't want to live you don't want to live anywhere near I know he's moved out Sleaford way now does he drink (laughs) 
Yeah, it's been known to have a side, the occasional ah, cider, I think. Yeah. There used to be um, house that Martin Hale was an old pal. He used to live down here somewhere, and I, 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 I remember he, he was um, the first time I ever had banana sandwiches. I never had a well, in fact, I don't think I'd had a banana really, other than a dried one, because after the war you didn't get bananas. Because every year, South Highcombe community used to provide a couple of buses that went on the village outing and we used to go to Skagness or Mablethorpe on this outing. You'd take your bag of sandwiches and uh, everything and, you, and they used to give us half a crown each. They uh, had a chap called Nabs Greenwood who used to live down Boundary Lane. He was the fishman, and he had a cart, horse and cart, and uh, on the uh, back of the cart was ice and on the ice was the fish and he would bring that round every week. But uh, Nabs used to organise this um, this outing, and uh, the whole village used to turn out with a great deal of song and whatever else. And you'd, you know, the last one to see the the gasometer at Skegness was a sissy, you know, and, <laughs> and off it went. But this was uh, this was a really a, a splendid um, a splendid uh, expedition we used to have. And I say Martin Hales. Mother used to pack him up with the banana sandwiches and he gave me one. I'd never had one before. Anyway, there we are. Do you still, do you still partake? Do you still like a banana sandwich? Well, do you know, one of my life's ambitions was to go to a banana plant and pick one. And the same with oranges. I'd, um, I'd, I'd wanted to do that as well, pick one off a tree. And I've done it. Oh, and that was, uh, I, I, got me, I got me bananas in... Um, New Orleans, and I got my uh, oranges in in Florida. Yeah, I'm gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that it? I mean, you, you talk about life's ambitions there. I mean, what what is? Have you still got things left to do? Things on things on the list? Oh, probably. But you know, you, you get to an age where you forget what you you've not got done. So so you never do it anyway. Probably. Can I knock it on now? This is the trouble. I tell you, I went to Robert Pattinson's school when it opened. Tony Emery was still building it. Tony Emery used to be the centre-half for Lincoln City. All right. Tall chap. And in the summer, in those days, the footballers used to work on building sites, mostly. Yeah. They didn't get paid, I believe. But um, Yeah, no, the money wasn't there, was it? You know, they, 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 must be, yeah. uh, they must be chomping at the bit <laughs> now, yeah. looking at what they're paid. That's right. And right, it's, right. I, I, I have this theory about footballers. It's not that they're overpaid, it's the rest of us are underpaid. Uh, you're probably right. So, obviously, you can remember a time here before the new road yeah, uh, and this, uh, this 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 noisy bypass we've got here um i mean, do you as far as the bypass goes i mean do you still see as as, as a as a uh, a man with an overviewer you know with a planning mind the uh, the eastern bypass do you see do you, do you feel that that's necessary that's something that comes up from time east, to time the eastern bypass has been safeguarded since i was a boy i think i do remember because um, we moved from from here to uh, to waddington and uh, it went straight through our football field all those years ago. They safeguarded the line of that eastern bypass. I think it would be quite a good thing. I don't think it'll be as busy as the A46, but uh, I think it'll be a good road. Yeah, yeah be a, but you know, it, everything's uh, put aside for the traffic, isn't it these days? You know. So there we go, there's our thanks to Robert for his time and certainly sharing his memories while B21 grid. Uh, I, I got from that, uh, I don't know about you, Johnny, a real sense of 
of community uh, you know the buses that go out and travel out and take everyone I, it just seems like these things you just don't get anymore uh, and, and, and a real shame that sense of community and the people around you uh, all enjoying the same sort of experiences and the uh, and the names as well when we were, we were walking around the place and a, a lot of them we didn't include but uh, just the names of, of each people's individual houses now you know I just don't think you know certainly where you live and where I live uh, I just don't think we can do that anymore um so a huge thanks there uh, to robert and it's also worth noting that uh, when we got back to where our cars were parked uh, which was uh, south highcombe uh, village hall um the gate was locked and they were locked in so we, we had to get the uh, the chairperson uh, of the uh, the local uh, committee to uh, to come down and let us out uh, which was uh, well a little panicking uh, but ultimately very very funny lincoln a to z on siren fm so thanks for listening to our b21 grid uh, johnny where are we going to be next week Okay, next week is Z6 Cherry Willingham, which includes uh, Cherry Willingham Community School. Uh, you've got Hawthorne Road, Minster Drive, that whole area around there. Excellent. Uh, can't wait for that. Now, um, thanks to everyone that took part in our B21 Grid episode. First one back and first one of Series 4. Uh, thanks to Joe Hughes from Linkshire Archives, Trevor Davis, and especially Robert Doughty for sharing his memories too. Mm-hmm.